Is real estate a good investment? If you're selling in a high market, aren't you also buying in a high market? Join us as we answer these great questions from our listeners on today's episode of Label on Fire. Welcome to Label on Fire with Label Sternbach, the financial independence and retirement show dedicated to helping you build the life of your dreams as fast as possible with as little stress as possible. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Label on Fire. Hey, welcome, Label. Life been treating you okay? I'm doing good. How about yourself? You know, I'm hanging in there. It's that time of year when summertime and everybody's gearing up. And where are we going to go on vacation this year? How about you? Yeah, same here. I get to go out to your neck of the woods. Why does someone from Florida go on vacation? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're already living in paradise, right? <laughs> Libel, this week, I'd like to start the conversation with a question. And it comes from Nathan, who's actually at Financial Planning Magazine, and it's very timely. Here's what he writes. Many people refer to real estate as an investment, but how does that work in practice? The part that puzzles him is the timing. At what moment in the housing market can you make enough of a profit to buy a bigger home? He says, if you sell high, won't you then also be buying high? Label? So that is a great point, right? Or it really is a great observation. And I think that it really gets to the heart of the matter of is real estate actually an investment. And for many people, and for a very long time in history, real estate was the primary way that people had to grow their wealth, right? If you just think about through history, and when I'm talking about history, we're talking thousands of years, stock market wasn't an option for most people. You went to the bank, right? And the bank, they stored your wealth, but they didn't really give you money, right? You didn't grow your money. So if you were the average Joe and you had you were lucky enough to inherit some money or to be really good at your tradecraft, that you were accumulating wealth, how did you grow that wealth beyond just working more hours? And the answer for most people was you bought land because land is something that people want, right? And they're generally speaking, as the population grows, as the economy grows, Assuming you buy in the right place, more people are always going to want that same piece of land. And so you have something that's constantly in demand. And as demand increases, we know price increases, right? And the by the same token, we have currency as inflation increases, right? Because we naturally want inflation to happen in our economy. That's how our economy grows. That's how our capitalist system works. So as long as there's inflation there's going to be an increase in value on everything we own, right? Or a decrease and people pay more. So if I just park my money in a piece of property or in a home or in some tangible asset like that is in demand, I automatically am going to profit from it. And for many people, that was the only way of accumulating their wealth. However, when you think of it as an investment, right? And if it's the home that you're living in, then you really do have a problem because if it's a home that you're living in, when you sell it, all the other properties that are in demand are also going to be a higher price, right? <laughs> so unless you're moving to an area that's in less demand than yours or less cost than yours, you have no way to realize that profit, which is why when it becomes an, when you look at it as really as an investment vehicle, as when you compare it to all the other options that you have available today, it's not really necessarily the best investment choice 
because can you easily buy and sell it? No, real estate can't easily be bought and sold. Is it expensive to buy and sell it? Yes, you generally have to pay a realtor commissions, right? Does it, do you lose money when you sell it? Yes, usually, absolutely. And hopefully the market's gone up, but you got to pay those commissions. You got to pay fees. You got to repair the property. You usually can't just sell it as is unless it's a crazy market like we've seen the last few years. And then you've got to buy a replacement, right? You can't just go live on the streets with your newfound wealth. Uh, so, so as an investment, right, it doesn't check all the marks that you want from an investment. From an investment, you want it to be easily sold. You want that when you sell it, you can capture most of the value at the time that you sell it. And you want to know that there's that it's a good store of value. And so the only thing that real estate really checks off is that it's a good store of value. So when we think about real estate as, a, as an investment, yes, it's something that traditionally was a really great investment vehicle because it was the only option available to most people. But when we think about the realities of if I'm looking for the best way to grow my money, it's not really the best way to grow my money. And the proof of this, if you want to like be like, label that sounds good, but lots of people are in real estate. Go look at the gurus who are in real estate. Go look at the big real estate investors. They talk about the fact that they don't own the home that they live in and that they think it's one of the worst things to do is to own the home you live in. And they'll give you lots of reasons, but the biggest one is that you can't access your wealth in there. You're just locking up your money. It's like putting your money in a mattress and forgetting about it. What good does that do to you? It's not liquid like some people would think, because think about here we are sitting in mid-June, interest rates hovering near 7%, and I see houses sitting on the market for weeks and months at a time. Yeah. So you like you just said, you don't have access to your own money, that uh, the biggest investment, so to speak. So why do people still say that real estate is a good investment then? What's going on here? I don't. That doesn't make sense with what you were just talking about. So the reason why people say that real estate is a good investment is because let's look at the numbers, right? When you have an asset that's always going to be in demand, and right, we know that local markets have different demands and they have them flow, but overall, we're making babies and babies need to live somewhere when they get grow up. Hopefully they don't stay in the basement for forever, <laughs> but as they grow up and they move out of the house and they need to live somewhere, that means that there's a demand for this real estate. And so when we look historically, the, the average home, the average property has increased in value about three to 4% a year. Right. You're as a pretty stable investment where you're forced to park a good portion of your salary in, right? Because you get a job, you get married, you have kids, you want to live in a good community, you want to have schools, all that kind of stuff. So you're forced to buy a home. Um, and you don't want to be paying rent that's going to go down the tube. So you buy a house and you start investing money in it. And whether you like it or not, you're saving a good portion of your money into this house. And it grows three to 4% a year. You're forced to save into it. And you have this tangible thing that you can look back on and say, this is mine. When you think that nobody can take it from you, you got the tax man, you got the mortgage company and all those people who are have their fingers in your pie. But as an investment mm -hmm. standpoint, right, it's for savings at three to 4%. And here's another thing that I'm going to plant the seed in your mind. It's going to blow your mind when you think about it. <laughs> right. The... It, when you think about real estate, right, you think about this really safe, secure investment that you're making. But what if I told you that, in fact, it is the most leveraged, dangerous investment that you ever made, where you can put, where you can give me a dollar and I'll give you $5 in return. 
because that's essentially what happens with real estate is you put down 5, 10, 20%, right? And let's say you're going with the safe traditional putting down 20%. You're putting down 20%. The bank is giving you the other 80% to buy that property. In the mm -hmm. investment world, we call that leverage, right? Your okay. $1 yep. is controlling four other dollars. And when you think about it as an investment of, I'm a very young person, right? You're in your 20s or your 30s and you buy your first house and you put down $10,000, you put down $20,000 or $50,000 and all of a sudden you're controlling a huge amount of money that's growing at three to 4% a year because of just because of inflation and because of the demand for homes, that is an incredible way to grow your wealth. So from, from that standpoint, it's great. It's something that if you would never do that in your 401k, you're not allowed to do that in. You're not allowed to do that in your retirement accounts. You can't get leverage five to one in any of those things. The Federal Reserve doesn't allow it. The most you can get without becoming a day trader and getting access to that kind of leverage is generally a two to one ratio. But yeah, when it comes to real estate, we let people do a five to one ratio, which is insane. But that's, so that's why people think it's a good investment because you're, you're given so much leverage. And really that should be a lesson to you of how investments work, right? The more leverage you have, the more money you make. I've never thought about it that way. And it leads to me to another question. I've got friends and I also see a lot of like videos on YouTube and whatnot about all these people about it's investing in real estate investing in real estate. What are your thoughts on this? Are they just tossing their money down the toilet? What's going on here? So the people who really make money in investing in real estate, and there's two ways to really make money in doing it. They're, are they throwing away their money? Maybe not. It really depends. There's a loophole in the, there's a loophole in kind of the investment laws and regulations that allow real estate investors to target everyday people. Whereas if me as a financial advisor, if I wanted to sell an investment to, to just anybody, I have to go through compliance, I have to put disclosures, I have to tell people all the risks. And there are things that I can't just sell to everyday investor because it's too risky for someone who's unsophisticated. Who's so you who can't just target people? Is that what you're saying? Let's say that again. You can't target people. <laughs> right. I can't I can't go and target people who have no experience in real estate and no understanding of the risks and leverage that they're taking on. And I can't tell them, listen, give me your money. I'm gonna go buy an apartment building. I'm gonna go do whatever, and maybe you're gonna get profits. I can't just go do that. I have to disclose everything to them. Whereas in real estate, we can go after anybody and they can there's the laws are a lot laxer. And there's a lot more ways around those laws where people end up taking on or getting involved in very risky investments. And for every friend that you have who you know was successful, you have another friend who wasn't. And, and it doesn't take much to look on the news and see all the people who are getting hammered because they were over leveraged or they were overexposed to changing economies and things like that. And it's, yeah, we understand real estate. It seems like it's a physical asset. It's something tangible. It's something that we all experience. We all know what a home is. We all have a certain amount of knowledge of what it takes to make a rental property work, or at least we think we do, because we all experience either being a tenant or being a property owner, right? Which is half the battle when it comes to a business is you need to have knowledge of how the business runs. But we think we have this knowledge of how the business of being a real estate investor works, 
But in reality, we don't because we don't know how to turn that into money. And we think, oh, the gap must not be that much. There really is a very huge gap. And the truth is putting your money into an S&P 500 index or whatever, right? You're going to make more money than investing in real estate. You just won't have the shot of that going to the moon and having that unicorn moment of where I put $50,000 in and I got $200,000 back. That's not going to happen in the S&P 500, at least not in the three to five year window, not usually, but that could happen in real estate and everyone kind of gets drawn to that dream. So when it comes to real estate, right, is it a good investment for when it comes to as an investment, I wouldn't view it as an investment. I would view it as this is your home that you're living in. It's a great way to accumulate wealth, assuming you can sell it and that you're going to go then downsize or live in a lower cost area. Otherwise, you have no way to really tap into that wealth that you're accumulating. This four savings plan that's leveraged and has this growth only helps if you have a way to cash out. And if you don't have a way to cash out, then no, it's a terrible investment idea. Coming up at the end of our episode today, I've got two quick takeaways. One is, you know, when we were kids and we're about the same age, our parents were, you work hard, you do A, B, C, D, and E, and someday you'll be able to afford a house and have a house and a house and a house. And if I'm understanding, you're saying that things are changing. People's mindsets are changing. When you do a deep dive into what am I really getting here and how does this work? I can understand why some of the younger folks now are like, I don't know if I want to buy a house. Yeah. So something, just a takeaway on that. There, there's an index that you can look at that tracks this. The, t- the value of investing in renting versus owning a home, it varies. There are times where it's cheaper to own a home than it is to rent it. And there are other times where renters make out, right? And so it's not necessarily one or the other. Uh, it used to be there, there was a lot of, the federal government was very behind getting homeowners because it was a study that showed that homeowners make better citizens. And generally speaking, they're more successful. But why they're more successful, right? That's an open-ended question. And my other takeaway today is it's nice to talk with someone who understands it's realtor. It's not a realtor. <laughs> Doesn't that drive you crazy when you see marketing in there? I'm a realtor. It's, no, you're not. You're a realtor. Or the other one's a realtor. It's like, what? <laughs> I'm not going to work with someone who can't even pronounce their profession, Okay. Label, that's all the time we have today. Join us next week as we're going to be talking about the new fad sweeping the internet. It's called no loss market accounts and compounding interest accounts. That's what they are. And what are they? And are, are they real? Are they a scam? Are they a good investment? That's next time right here on Label on Fire. If you would like to see how the Yields for You team can help you get off the Wall Street roller coaster and save you money on taxes so you can live the life of your dreams, book an appointment online at yieldsforyou.com. That's yieldsforyou.com. Or call 410-914-4894. That's 410-914-4894. Yields for You is a registered investment advisor in the state of New York and only transacts business in states where the firm is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussion should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of any offer to buy or sell the investments mentioned. Annuity guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Content should not be viewed as legal or tax advice. Always 
please consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. 